Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, fellas? Good. 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 Seth? Good. Ooh. Oh, very good. Good all the way around. I like it. Um, <laughs> uh, so thank you for letting us have a couple weeks off around the holiday and not being mad at us. Uh, the Discord still has people in it. People are still our friends and listeners, hopefully. Um, and we appreciate the time. It was... There's a lot of stress in the world. And so sometimes it's nice to just be able to sit back and take a breath. So Also, it's not like we had a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, you know, it's very weird that there... It, the new... news really held off for us uh, <laughs> in the gaming side of yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, it did us a solid. Yeah. Um, the, the news is... There, luckily, everything sort of came out swinging the last couple of days yeah. for us. So, we'll we'll take it. Um, and and I'll be honest with you guys and gals out there, um, the gaming hasn't been providing new fruitful stuff. Yeah. Because I guess what I'm going to talk to everyone about today. Persona Five. Persona Five. Oh wow. Royal. <laughs> Royal. But I do. I have a quick. I have a fun anecdote as to why the game is different for me now. And Seth knows exactly why. Okay. <laughs> I'm 40 hours into this game. Officially. I'm pretty I looked at the play. I looked at the counter. So okay, gotcha. earlier I was at like 33, 34. But now officially I'm at 40 hours. Gotcha. Because for the past few weeks, whenever we talk about this, yes. you guesstimate that you're at 40-ish hours. Yeah. The so problem you're officially is, there. Yes. Now I'm officially there. <laughs> Around hour 37... I have completed the third palace, uh, Kanashiro's palace. Yeah. That's not a spoiler for anyone because that character kind of comes out of nowhere, which is fine. So I finally, I got kind of frustrated, right? I'm, I'm playing this game and I'm, I'm at a point where none of my party members have the weaknesses for the monsters I'm fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is frustrating. I don't want to go back to the entrance to try to switch them out. Uh, Persona 5 Royal, by the way, does a fantastic job of leveling up the whole party the, the whole time, no matter what. So that's great. Uh, don't don't have to worry about them being like under-leveled or anything. So I would just have to go swap them out. But it's annoying. I didn't, I didn't want to do that because it's just too much. And so... <laughs> This is so stupid. There's an assist button in the the battle where you, you can push it and it will auto-analyze the monsters and switch. So here's the thing. I must have missed somewhere in the setup for the game or the tutorials that Joker, part of his powers is that he can swap between any of the personas he has in his inventory. <laughs> And so I could have had the, a plethora of powers at my disposal, but I had no clue that I had them. So you've just been sticking with Arsene the, the No, no, I, not Arsene. Like... I've, I've had a... Oh, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, lately, I've been using the Persona 4 DLC one. 
Uh, Seth, do you remember the name of this character? Yes, Izanagi. Izanagi. Yeah. So I've been using Izanagi. But the thing is, I've had these personas like well rounded out. Like they have like um, a psychic, a nuke, uh, poison, like one attack for each element instead of like a build for like weak, strong, attack everyone of the same one. Yeah. Because I didn't know that I could have like 10 personas at my disposal (laughs) ready to switch between. (laughs) And so now I need to like reevaluate how I've set up all of my personas uh, in the game because I did not know I could swap between them at any given moment in a battle. Yeah, it's kind of like not catching any other Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, you do that, so it's kind of not surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I do do that. Um I, I during Sword and Shield though I did not I caught everything that I did not catch, um, that I did not have caught already. I I really like Sword and Shield and their Pokemon, so I wanted to catch everything. Okay, but, but yeah. Um, so now I need to like take some time and re in reset like all of how my personas are set yeah. up. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was enlightening to find that out. Seth, nice. Seth texted me after I like I, I texted him just amazed. And he was like, you've never hit that button? <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I accidentally hit it once because I was just pushing buttons because I was frustrated. <laughs> and it switched my persona and I was very confused as to why my persona was different. <laughs> uh, like one of the... That's key great. functions of the character. <laughs> yeah. But they can use multiple personas. Who better thought than that ever. he could use multiple personas. Yeah. But hey, Seth did say it was slightly impressive that I got that far in the game. Yeah. With that. Just rocking one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's respectable. It's rough. <laughs> it was rough at times. It wasn't easy. This, I feel like with this new revelation, you were just going to steamroll the game now. Yeah, I'm Piccolo. I'm Piccolo with yeah. the weights off. Yeah. I'm good. Or, the, you know, any anime trope character that has yeah. the weights taken off. I can do anything now. Um, so I do, I can, uh, I, the, wow, I was going to completely blow past this. I beat a game. And I haven't talked about it too much on the show because I wanted to talk about it more and I beat it. But I beat Immortals Phoenix Rising. Nice. Um, a great game. Wow. Who'd have thought that when you build a Breath of the Wild-like game and make it a little more casual, and it's going to be a 10 out of 10 game. So for me, it was a 10 out of 10. The puzzle design, everything was fine. It was like wrapping myself in a nice warm blanket of nostalgia for this. Um, so I, the writing was very good in some places. Some places it was cheesy, but I think the story mechanics are good. There's nothing I want to spoil there, but I will say that like the story does take some interesting turns that I would have never... I don't think they were unwarranted turns like they they definitely are earned, but it was very interesting to to like it's it's not a turn where you get to it. and It's like, well, they're just doing this to make it seem more interesting. Like it 
it's good. And yeah, it's all fun. The the one interesting thing is that instead of like divine beasts and breath of the wild you get to experience like you you free the gods essentially so it's four gods instead of four divine beasts and they kind of help you beat typhon um and it's a it's it's a fun game a lot of exploration the puzzles are range from very clever to very dumb but i think that breath of the wild was kind of like that in some ways with some of the temples that's what they're no shrines they're called shrines yep so uh phoenix as a character is fantastic uh i i really enjoyed playing as phoenix and the i'm trying to think of the the god that was my favorite um it was Athena. Athena was my favorite. Yeah. So it's Ares, Athena, um, Hephaestus, and Aphrodite. Nice. And their interactions with each other are really great. And <laughs> Athena is just, the way that they wrote her was so good. And a lot of this game, this isn't, spo- so Prometheus and Zeus are narrating the game while you're playing it. And watching Zeus, <sighs> Greek mythology has this issue with Zeus <laughs> because Zeus is a jerk. Uh, he's not a good person. He, in fact, is a bad person for the most part. Yeah. Uh, bad God person, however you want to put that. Bad being. Bad being. And... So it's very interesting throughout this whole story, Zeus's reckoning with the fact that he's not a good dad or not a good person. Like he's, you're freeing his kids and the people they're connected to. And they are talking to you about how Zeus has treated them. And he's like, hold on, I didn't, I didn't treat you like that. And it's like, oh, no, you did. You just, you didn't notice that you treated people that way. And it's it's sort of interesting storyline-wise to watch him. These aren't, like, big spoilers yeah. at all. Like, this is just literally the first five minutes of the game. You learn, I've got to go rescue these gods. So <clears throat> listening to the Zeus, like, reckon with that stuff is very... <sighs> It was something I did not expect coming into this game. It was a level of depth I didn't see yeah. on the outside. Uh, I really wish that the game didn't have numbers attached to most of the stuff because at the end, the numbers didn't matter. Ever If just give things a health bar, the numbers, I mean, it added like visual clarity. And I know that some people really like hitting things and seeing numbers, but man, the, the health bars would have been just fine and there's not an option to turn that off no dang because it's they want you to try to up part of the game is upgrading your weapons so they do more damage so they want you to feel like you're doing that by showing you the numbers so there it didn't need that Mm -hmm. um but that comes from them taking away the like breakable swords and stuff yeah you know breath of the wild which, I mean, those had numbers, but just they didn't show up on the screen when you're fighting. So, 
Uh, the game was overall very satisfying. I beat it and did like 70 to 80% of the stuff in the game uh, within 35 hours, I think the Ubisoft counter said. So it's 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 a pretty lengthy game, but not uh, not as lengthy as other Ubisoft titles out there. Nice. And I'm looking forward to the DLC. There's going to be uh, the Forgotten Gods DLC where they're going to expand on some extra gods. And so that'll be kind of neat. I might get that. I'm mainly excited for the, you know, Eastern mythology DLC that's coming out. So, but I'm keeping the game because, I mean, there's still some stuff I didn't do, but I may go back to it eventually. But I got to beat Persona 5 before the um, Persona 5 Scramble comes out. Yep. I guess we'll call it Strikers, but I would rather it be called Scramble. I'm with you on that. So, Persona has now taken over my life. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm just, you know, they added the soundtrack to Spotify. It's all you think about. So these now days. it's all I listen to. Yeah. It's all I think about. I I can't get it out of my head. I just live in this, you know, red and black state. It's great. Um. But Seth, what have you been playing? That's what I want to know. Well, I've played a few things since we last spoke about games we were playing, which was actually quite a while ago. Um, So I will give the final, presumably the final update on my journey playing through our game of the year, Neo 2. Um, (laughs) The... The last batch of DLC came out, which was called, uh, ooh, wait a minute. I think it was called The First Samurai. So it, it, um, it kind of closes out the story. Um, the, there's an opening cinematic at the beginning of Neo 2 that tells a story about long ago how this Oni, like this big demon, came to this village and he lived among them in peace until one day all the villagers became suspicious of him and turned on the demon so which made the demon uh hateful and uh he started to try and kill the villagers um so this demon is kind of the main bad guy that you're fighting throughout the the game um he's the final boss and then this DLC you go basically back in time to the demon's original rampage trying to destroy this village and you have to um defeat him uh it's so it's it's kind of a cool way to bring the story full circle but um the way they did it was kind of disappointing there was a lot of gaps in what and what happened uh and like the, the the kind of logic of it didn't really all make a whole lot of sense um there are a couple the levels were neat and the bosses that they added were were interesting for sure but it was a bit of a disappointment to the setup that they had made to kind of end it out like the the game was certainly as it's as solid as always uh, but there were no no additional um weapons like the previous two DLC had um so yeah it's kind of a kind of a bummer like I wasn't really 
after I, I started playing it and wasn't super driven to complete it like I wanted to finish off this this story so I was but like um what they presented in the game wasn't compelling me as much as my desire to finally finish it so kind of a bummer um but as a whole the the DLC was uh very good additions to the base game um I really wish that they could have told those stories in more depth like it's unfortunate because the the stuff that they showed that there was a lot more meat on those bones that was kind of left untouched but i get it because you know they're just dlc they can't really make full-fledged campaigns out of them unfortunately um so as a whole the, the the dlc was very good though and um was a good it it made the a great game all that much better awesome yeah do you yep do you think you're gonna play the remaster or the, the uh i don't know the um ps5 re-release i guess if I, I will oh I mean, wait if sure. i ever if i ever get a ps5 i might i just forgot you didn't have one i'm sorry yeah That's, um that's not me like, I, dunking on you. I, yeah. For some reason, I my brain just it's because Forrest is sitting in front of me. Yeah, I am. I am kind of interested in playing the um, the original one again um, with like the extra context from from this story and also the DLC and that which I never took on. But uh, I don't know. I think the my journey with Neo may be over. Uh, and unfortunately, it seems that uh, uh, Team Ninja's journey with Neo is also over because they they basically said that they are moving on to new projects. And there's a basic they without saying they said that there was not going to be a Neo three, um, and that the the story that they set out to tell is over. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer. But Dang. Uh, these are two very good games, so it'll be interesting to see what that team goes on to create now, after, and like if it's another similar type of game, I might have to get in it. I mean, maybe they go back to Ninja Ninja Gaiden. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they, you know, go and make um, Metroid Other M two. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I guess they could do that. That's... <laughs> I think the world really is asking for a new Metroid Other M game. <laughs> I mean, if they... I'm trying to think, if they made it like Neo, I wonder how that would work. I don't know <laughs> that you could really turn Metroid into a Souls-like game, but it'd, be, it'd certainly be interesting. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess it's. it seems like something that they'll maybe try to do eventually that someone will try to do at least yeah um maybe they'll what be else? inspired by our words here yeah outside of that i also have played uh surprise surprise i've played some uh roguelike games if you would if you could believe such a thing i'm shocked um very strange yeah so one of them i downloaded this off game pass it's this game called monster train um okay yeah I like, so it's, i like that title yeah it's it's a uh, i actually don't really like the title um because <laughs> i don't think that it it's it has much to do with actually like you are on a train technically in the game um 
but I don't know that the game is really about trains all that much. Um, so the premise of the game, I think, I, I've I've watched the opening cinematic a couple times, but I'm still I'm never really paying attention all that much, so I don't know if this is correct. But uh, like you, you are playing as the denizens of hell, um, okay, who okay. are Sick. who have like gathered the last of hell's fire and you're it's in this train that you're trying to take through the frozen wastes of hell like i think this is sort of supposed to be post the end times after the forces of of heaven have won or something because hell is like frozen and so none of the creatures who used to live there can live there anymore so they have this fire when you say frozen do you mean like disney's frozen like arendelle and elsa and everything (laughs) no it's just ice like it's all covered in ice and so they're trying to go reignite the fires of hell um and so that sounds pretty cool actually you you get to choose there are different like tribes um that you can get you choose you choose two tribes they all have they have different cards that that you can add to your deck um the the battle system is there are sort of they take place on this trained car there are three like floors on the trained car and then a fourth floor that carries the the fire so you will get cards um to summon monsters and place them Uh in the different levels of the train um and you basically have to the the enemies are trying to get through to the top floor so they can destroy your fire and so you have to like set up your defenses and stuff um so the the combat's pretty interesting i it didn't actually grab me at first until i had unlocked like the fourth tribe that has sort of in my opinion the kind of more interesting gameplay than the other ones um but it's pretty it was pretty fun like it was a game that at first was like yeah this isn't really good but the more i played the more i came to enjoy it but then after playing through it like beating it a couple times I've kind of lost interest again. Uh, What's really nice about it is that uh, runs are super short. Um, Now, what what did you play this on? uh, I I have played it on Xbox since it was on Game Pass. Okay. I was just curious, sorry. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Another thing that I've played since we last spoke is uh, Star Renegades. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with now this uh, I, I've heard the name of it. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah, I've so, seen game. So this is another thing. another roguelike um, that recently released on consoles. I got it on the Switch. It was a game I was super excited to to play. It has it's uh, got this really awesome pixel art. Yeah, like it's it's really impressive looking game. I see what you're um, talking about here. It looks great. Yeah, and the music's really cool. It's it's got this really cool battle system where um I don't know if you did you guys ever play Into the Breach which was another roguelike game it was on my list but I never did Yeah so in that game it's sort of like a tactical game where you it's where you have units on a grid and you have to take out the other units and in that game the way it works is you there are story reasons for this. I haven't played it in a while, so I don't remember. But you know 
like definitively what every enemy is going to do that turn. Um, and so you are able to kind of move your, your units in a way to try and prevent that stuff from happening or get them out of the way. Um, it's, it, this game is similar in that at the beginning of, of every turn of battle, the, the enemy units, it'll like show what their attacks are going to be and where, uh, there's this, there's this timeline. So every attack has a certain priority and, and they all appear on this timeline. So it's going to, it tells you, it shows you where enemies are going to attack and when and who they're going to attack. Um, and so it has this cool system where if you, if your character attacks an enemy before they attack, it, it does a critical hit and uh, will like knock the enemy's attack f farther down the bar. And if you knock it all the way off the bar, they do not attack that turn. Um, but also the enemies, they have like a specific number that it's like, this is the amount of times you can move this character's this enemy's timer before they attack like no matter what so like if it's if a guy i forget what the name of the stat is uh but like if it let's say it's a two you can knock them down the bar twice but then none of your attacks will move them until they get to attack again um so it's it's dangerous because like that can lead to if you knock them off it, they will basically attack immediately the, the next turn and you won't really be able to use any attacks to um to stop them so it's cool it 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 adds this really kind of a lot of tactical control over over this turn-based battle that is not really present in in like a normal rpg where it's just like turn by turn um so it's a cool system unfortunately i don't know i it's weird i was really excited about this game and like I think the mechanics are super interesting, but play actually playing it, it's I don't know it 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 just feels kind of tedious for me, um, and so it's something that I really did not like. I I played it and then I at some point I put it away and have had really no interest in going back to. Um, so that that was a big bummer for me because like looking at. Everything about this game from the outside makes it look like a game that I would be super into. Um, but it turns out that I'm actually not. So that's a bummer. Another cool thing about it is that I, I just I, I want to throw this out there. Despite my like overall feelings about it, it is it has what is essentially a not an exact replica, but they basically took the Nemesis system um, from Shadow of, of Mordor and, and put it in this game, yeah. So there are, like, specific um, generals or, like, special units that... Um, it The way it introduces to, to you is at the very beginning of the game, like, one of the first battles is against this machine that you have no way of defeating and after it kills you like it moves up in the rank on this on this nemesis system type board that they have so that's yeah, a cool thing that they kind of threw in there but again it's something i have not experienced a whole lot of because i just kind of have not really been interested in playing the game all that much unfortunately um so yeah that's that's too bad it is also on game pass though so if you have that that may be a, a, a good place for you to check it out um and i bet the the 
I, I never played it on... I only played it in handheld, but I bet it would look really good on the big screen. Uh, and the other game that I'm playing, this is kind of cheating when I say it's a roguelike, but uh, <laughs> I have uh, gotten back into Apex Legends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess battle royales are a type of roguelike yeah i mean I, I it's, it's different it. every time yeah uh every every death different enemies progress yeah it's a it's it's a bit of, I'm, I'm fudging the details a little bit but i think you could you could make a case that it fits under there um yeah so this is uh there's not a whole lot for me to say about apex uh that i that we haven't said in the past but i've been playing a lot of it <laughs> recently just because i i don't know that i have i i i wanted a game to play on xbox and i just have not had like the kind of energy or focus to play anything that actually i have to think about um and but i did want to play something on my xbox and so i was like hey this is Apex. I can I can just do this and not have to worry about anything, and not have to think. So yeah, I've been playing that. You gotta. So, you really if gotta. You, if you if if you ever want to play, I've pretty much been playing it every day. So if you get on, I'll be on there. But you can't be on PC. Yeah, don't. I'm not, I'm not trying to play with no uh, PC yeah. elites. <laughs> um. So flat out. Uh, the new map is bad in Apex. Uh, Duos feels like a weird game. Uh, so if we can get a third, please God. Um, there's cross-play, so even if you're playing on another console, uh, play with us. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been getting David to play, even though he doesn't really like doing it, just because uh, just just because he wants to play with me. So just um, just getting it, you to play a game is fantastic in, that I can join in with. So and David yeah. has been doing his darndest to try to get me to play with you. I know you ignore us every time we we want you to play, and accidentally it's absurd. Yeah. So public shaming all around. Yeah. You know, I publicly shamed you weekly for not playing with us. <laughs> So this is, it's only fair it's gone on to someone else. Oh, how the turntables. Turnabout so. is fair play. Yep. As I um, say. But, but I do want to note on, the, on your front, Sith, that you should really play something that takes advantage of all of the beauty and power that your new console can push out. Well, look, the so, first thing I tried to play that had that was Destiny. Um, <laughs> and the move uh, into, like, oh, so... Yeah. No, we... I I only played like the first mission of Beyond Light. Just I only logged in because I wanted to see if I could get the free stuff from the Christmas event. But then it turned out I have to do a bunch of stuff. So I was like, I'm not doing this. Um, but it forced me into the first mission of Beyond Light. And I was like, all right, I'll just go through this. It, I guess be- because, David, you and I have talked about this, because of the move from 30 FPS to 60 FPS with the new console, it feels totally different. And oh, yeah. It, I was playing it and it did not feel like the same game to me. And so it's so much. It was, and so after playing it, I was like, I, I, I don't like this. I don't want to continue playing this right now. Um, so that was kind of a bummer, honestly, because it definitely looked a lot better and a lot cooler, Mm -hmm. but it also, the, the way the game field was entirely different. The the and, lighting is so much more dynamic and everything. Yeah. It's so pretty. The 
it's just playing at 60 frames. Everything moves smoother and a little faster seeming. And so it's, I've gotten somewhat used to it, but it is a adjustment that you have to, to do. Like there's definitely a getting used to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure like I could get used to it eventually, but like I said, I'm, there's a lot more, uh, thinking that one has to do to get back into destiny than one has to do to get into apex correct and Man, i just EA, i just EA don't have to push out an update patch to yeah, make i just that don't have like better. i don't have the emotional capacity to jump into a game like that or really frankly any game at this point it's kind of annoying yeah because Games i are want annoying like i want to play something but i just everything it's like i i can't play this right now yeah I'd be like that sometimes, man. Yeah. It does, indeed. Maybe maybe when the medium drops in a couple of weeks, you'll play that. Maybe. Yep. It's possible. The game looks terrifying. Um, Forrest, what have you been playing? Uh, I've actually been playing a lot lately. I've been... Uh, Not Apex. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I got no defense. Um... But I've been Crit- playing a lot critical of my hit. Game. What? Critical hit. That was a critical, critical hit. hit. Gotcha. Yeah, you're since right. I, I'm, I'm since speechless. I said it before you acted. Yeah. Um, I've been playing exclusively on my PS5 these past few weeks. Um, I have not touched my Xbox controller at all. I touched my Switch earlier tonight to do a system update and to check some stuff on the eShop. <laughs> um, but on my PS5, I've, I've played through and beat Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition my thoughts on that have not changed, except for the only problem I have with it is that you don't fight Nero at all at the end of Virgil's campaign, unfortunately. But it's still really hype fighting against Dante in the final fight. Like, it starts with this isolated vocal section from uh, Virgil's battle theme, and it's so sick. It Like, I yelled because I was popping off. Um, but yeah, that game's great as ever. Um, and I've been working my way a lot through uh the ps4 god of war game and final fantasy 7 remake since i'm finally able to play these and uh Mm. i i'm loving both um i don't have much to say that already hasn't been (laughs) said yeah both games we've extensively exactly so like right now is like until i i think returnal is probably the next big thing that i'm really looking forward to for the new system but like until that comes out like I'm doing a lot of backlog. Could always stuck. play Bug Snacks, baby. I could. Uh, uh, well, I don't know <laughs> if that's free for PlayStation Plus anymore. Maybe. Mm, I'll check tonight. Yeah. Um, if so, you need to claim it. Like yes, ASAP. like right so. now. Um, I can probably check on my phone later, but that's beside the point. Um, I'm really enjoying God of War more than I ever thought I was going to. Uh, I tried multiple times over the years to play the original trilogy. Um, and it just is not for me. The superior trilogy, but sure, go for it. I it, it's more of just like the gameplay. Um, it, I it's it's just a little too brain dead for me. Um, it feels like, which is probably a horrible take. I and don't. I'm filled with those, I, as we know. Yeah, I don't want to go down that road <laughs> yeah. since you just overtly praised Devil May okay. Cry, and you won't talk about how good God of War is. No, no, no. L- go, l- <laughs> keep going, bud. Listen. Um, go ahead. 
it's, uh, okay, let, let no, me no, preface no. this. No, thing. no, no, just go on. The gameplay is not why I'm loving God of War. <laughs> No, it's that's fine. the reason why you didn't like the original trilogy. <laughs> but we don't need to talk about that nope. on this episode. Um, but <laughs> My <laughs> mind is just a little blown that both uh. games that are pretty derivative of each other, you said that one is brain dead when it's essentially a very similar version of the other game. <laughs> so, okay. That's heat for another day. Uh, but I really am loving the relationship between Kratos and his son Atreus, though. And the whole, like, story set up and, and, like, there are these almost moments of tenderness from from Kratos to his son. But then, like, he'll, like, reach out, like, his hand when Atreus isn't looking to, like, like, maybe even just, like, give him a pat on the shoulder or something or, like, a hug or something. But then he stops and he pulls away and it's, like, you... You old man who's stuck in your ways, show some emotion that isn't, like, anger or frustration for once. Um, And I'm really hoping that by the end of the game, there is some more out of Kratos. Um, And something that I wasn't expecting, I really love the character of the witch. I don't know what her name actually is, because right now she is only the witch. But every time she has shown up has been my favorite, like, part of the game so far. She has just so much energy and life to her. And it's so enjoyable seeing her and Atreus, um, like, converse and, like, have a lot of similarities. And, like, they can they can actually, like, talk and, like, learn from each other about things. And Kratos is just, like, the stubborn old man in the corner. Like, no, we're not doing this. Let's go. And it's like, let the boy have a play date, you know? Mm, um, no. No? Mm-hmm. The, is the witch bad? Am I going to be sad? No. No? But, I mean, <laughs> you can go back and listen to the two very long episodes <laughs> Seth and I did about my feelings about that boy. Gotcha. Uh, but my opinions on that game have softened over time. Good. But the gameplay itself, I still think... Oh, the, the gameplay's fine. No, I think the gameplay's great. That's the reason to play that game. Really? That game, yes. Mm-hmm. What I'm do you on take on one of the Valkyries? The huh. What? I'm really liking the story. Well, no, no. You emotion. said the gameplay is not much... It's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not having a blast slashing apart opponents. I what mean, about throwing the axe? Yeah. I feel like I over-rely on throwing the axe. Well, this, well, yeah, like, this is like the best it's, thing in the game. because it's, it's freaking <laughs> awesome. I don't know, like, I don't know what you want. That's, <laughs> that's the great part of the game. You're talking about the the part that was so good, they based all of Thor and the Avengers game off of the True. Kratos part of True. the game. Like, you're a conundrum. I, you're a weird yes. duck. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this oh, is man. layers here. Yes, layers upon layers. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for God of War. Uh, Seven remake. Love that game. I'm yeah. glad that I'm finally able to experience it. Um, well, you're actually directly play it. Yeah, play it. You just uh, you've watched it before. <laughs> and by gosh darn it, uh, am I still being hit by all like the same emotional? Um, beats that i was before um when the game first came out and 
again, that soundtrack, I've, mm. I've said it before, I'll say it again. One of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. I don't know why it's not on Spotify or like any streaming service yet. I'm so mad about that. It's on, it's on my phone. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Lucky. Seth spent the <laughs> exorbitant amount of money to own it on iTunes. I don't oh, blame yeah. you. I'll but take it. Was, we it was an expensive it. album. Yeah. But worth it. Even if I only listen to the bombing mission music. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fair it's all great um it really is but yeah i i've just been catching up on stuff pretty much there you go yep next but week having a great time next week play something i will that no one else we haven't done two <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> two, two games you talked about yeah. we did two very long episodes yes. about uh, I mean, but no, play game. This I'm, is what I get for being in, for skipping for the PS4. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but look, they're good games. No one's yeah, going to fault you for playing. Y'all are going to hate when I start playing Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we won't hate to talk about it. The listener may hate to rehash that again. Yeah. Well, we'll, reco- we'll talk about it, just not record it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so <laughs> and I have not been playing Apex, yeah, mm, you have not been know. doing that. Um, Forrest, <laughs> by the way, like Seth, also has a next generation console and is not playing any games that take advantage of its capabilities. <laughs> um, so, um no, okay. no, 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 no. There's not a whole lot of them that are out there, David. Yes, that uh, is fair. Also, DMC5 Special Edition only for next gen. I guess. That's true. That's it is okay. true. Yeah, okay. there. That was the I, very first thing he talked about. Yeah. All I right. did I actually did get to play that in like 4K and try the like the higher frame rate mode at my friend's house over the weekend. And I could not perceive a difference with the higher frame rate. Well, that game runs at like 60 anyway. Yep. So, so there's no the, reason to go higher. So there's no higher. Nope. Just do the ray tracing if you want to get more visually out of the game. That's so weird. Why? <laughs> I mean, no TVs are pushing higher than 60 frames unless you have like a $4,000 TV. Um, yeah. Or you're gaming on a gaming monitor. Yeah. Um, huh. <laughs> Never mind. Don't want to go down that road. <laughs> if you're playing your PS5 on a gaming monitor, just build a PC. Um, so... All right, with that, we are going to take a break and we will be back with the news. And we're back. Hopefully during the break, you are going onto all social media and checking us out at Suplex the Sticks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, if you want to join us on our Discord and talk to us about the episode or other gaming news uh, and stuff, you can uh, join our Discord. at the. There's a link for it on all of those socials, as well as the show notes below. And we would love to have you in there talking with us about games. Um, we... You know, we talk in there all the time. So let's... It's true. It is true. Um, Let's talk about the news. Um, (laughs) 
Forrest uh, production note here. Uh, Forrest almost got his foot caught in the headphone cords, which would have been fun. (laughs) Um, But so earlier this week, um, there was so Seth on the show. You've talked about Slay the Spire before. I have. It's a great game. Indeed. Um, So I, I was quick to text you. Um, even in the disc, I think I sent it in the discord that Slay the Spire is going to get a board game Kickstarter later this year. Um, what do you, yes. what do you think? I'm, is it, is it ready? That's for very it? cool. I I'm curious how some of the stuff will work, but, uh, it shouldn't be too hard cause everything is like cards. Um, so I, I can see how it'll work. Uh, it should be fun. I'm, I'm super on board this and will definitely try to pick it up. Now, I do want to warn you, uh, as someone who is, um, you know that I'm a board game collector, Seth. (laughs) Um, I have a bunch of them. Uh, If you want a game that's on Kickstarter and you want to back it, um, make sure to do so because sometimes they sneak in like extra factions and stuff that they will never sell with the launch game as Kickstarter bonuses. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm curious if, first of all, I wonder how many of the characters and decks will be made available. Um, and if there will be maybe any, any, any original ones that will be board game exclusive. I doubt it, but <laughs> you know, one can we'll find out. Yeah. So ideally it's good. I'm excited for it. The design of it looks fun. Uh, from what I've seen in the couple of images. And you say the game is fun. I need to get it on Switch and give it a shot. Um, a bunch of, not only you, but a bunch of people's opinions I respect have played it and loved it. So I would probably like it. I've just been hesitant. And it's never gone on sale to a price that I want to pull the trigger. Maybe soon. So let's see. A game that I'm super excited for, I don't know if anyone else is, uh, but Outriders is coming out on April 1st now, and that's not a joke, I guess. <laughs> they they released a little press thing. Um, it got delayed, but on February 25th, Seth and Forrest, my two friends, since the party system for this is set for three people, hmm. there's a beta for this game. And Interesting. your progress carries over. You know, we love that here on this show. We do. We love do. That. We we always uh, jump into these, especially like like just most recently the Avengers beta that we all definitely played. Yep. <laughs> so much of. Well, hold on. That progress didn't carry over, and so this game at least. I'm pretty sure I have on recording both of you saying that it looks vaguely interesting. Yes. It so, does look vaguely interesting. That is true. So it's it's at least worth the shot of free 99 with your progress carrying over if you do like it. Um, so what? Did you say free 99? Yeah. Ma- yeah. <laughs> okay. The demo is free 99. I've never heard that phrase before. Oh. I like it. So... You you gotta love a free beta that carries over, and they said it's gonna be pretty extensive. I'm really hoping they don't pull. Uh, if you if uh, it depends on how long you've been, um, 
gaming or if you care about demos and stuff, but the famous Destiny 1 demo, I'm hoping, they said it's going to be pretty extensive. I'm really hoping they don't pull a Destiny 1 and have like half of the game yeah. in the demo. Do you remember that, Seth? I do. I, I never actually played that demo, but I remember hearing about it. <laughs> I played it and you got all the way through the moon, like to yeah, the end of gosh. the moon. Oh, yeah. It was extensive. And, oh, man. Yep. So. That's crazy. That's literally a third of the game, if not <laughs> yeah, half. Yeah. So. Um, Seth, we got a trailer for Super mm-hmm. Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Well, specifically the Bowser's Fury part. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was what they were showing. Yeah, this was... I did not really know what to expect because all they showed us when they originally teased Bowser Fury was like this kind of desolate landscape with storms and stuff. Um, it this how, how to describe this? This it looks like they just turned Mario 3D World into Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I'd give that. Yeah, it's a big Odyssey level. Yeah, like rather than the kind of sort of fixed, it, the camera wasn't really fixed in 3D World, but it had a sort of, not really an isometric perspective, but it had a specific perspective that um, had that made levels look a certain way. Um, and it seems like they've just kind of thrown that out the door. It's like, hey, let's just make this huge level... Um, and throw Mario, throw Cat Mario in it, and yeah, it's it. I mean, it looks interesting for sure. You got you got a Bowser Jr. flying around you with a paintbrush. He seems to apparently is also playable in co-op. He is. Um, that was revealed in the eight-minute-long trailer they dropped today. Nice. Yeah, there are. What are they called? They were something shines. Uh, cat sprites. That, yeah, cat shines, or are they cat sprites? I can't remember. I that, You're making I thought they were cat shines, uh, but they look like the shine sprites from Sunshine, but as cats. Uh, and I, I guess they're littered about the place that you can go collect. Huh. Um, and there's also a gigantic ink Bowser. Uh, at least to me, he looks like he's made of ink, um, which I think my theory is it somehow ties into uh, Bowser Jr.'s uh, paintbrush who also seems to be able to paint things using the same kind of uh, material or liquid rather yeah and um there apparent there is how, how do i put this mario is able to collect a power-up that turns him into a giant super saiyan cat yes and you get to and you fight giant bowser so yeah it it looks interesting for sure <laughs> So so did you watch the eight minute trailer today? Nah. Okay. I didn't even know didn't that. Get... I didn't know that existed. Yeah. Okay. I, I put it in the Discord. The um I want to note they, they explained how the level works. So it's a big open Odyssey style level. And you have to keep an eye out for Bowser's shell and see where it's at in the ocean and how high it is, because that indicates if Bowser's gonna attack. So the whole point hold of on, the you, level... Hold on. So what you're telling me is that you have to worry about Bowser just coming out of nowhere and attacking Yeah, I'm you? sure there will be musical cues, but uh, yes. 
So the thing is, that's great. The point of the the thing <laughs> is to collect enough cat sprites to activate the Giga Bell. So I imagine that fight with Super Saiyan Mario is going to be the last boss fat battle because you the whole point of the level is to collect enough of these cat sprites and stuff um, to unlock the Giga Bell. So you're going to have to encounter Bowser. And so when Bowser appears and he's attacking you, he adds different platforms and stuff to the level. So there might be some be some cat shines and stuff you have to get while under severe duress from <laughs> um what's his name in english i don't know he has a cooler japanese name and it's uh god slayer bowser what <laughs> yeah uh which is dope <laughs> so um yeah that eight minute trailer today seth was pretty revealing and that it was it was fun uh looks good very exciting it's worth the price of admission. Yeah, honestly. So, um, it also went over the fact that this this package will have online co-op. So that's great. We love it. Seth? Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't watch it, so. <laughs> and and I guess co-op is I, I thought co-op was kind of assumed that it was going to happen. But I, I guess I suppose it is good to know specifically that it is in there. Yeah, I mean, the co-op, I just didn't know it was going to have online co-op. Yeah. So. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. They they get touchy sometimes on if it's going to have online co-op. So, you know, Nintendo. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested. I'm ready to get attacked by Bowser. Same. There's like, so Seth in this trailer, there was like, specific blocks and stuff that Mario couldn't break. But when like you could goad Bowser into attacking you and he shoots like a beam at you, kind of like the laser breath from Godzilla. And um, that's what destroys the blocks. So I imagine there's going to be some cool stuff like that. And yeah, I'm curious how it's going to work. Like my inclination is that, like, this is a thing where you, like, I don't think that fighting Bowser is going to be the end of the stage. I think that you will have to do that periodically to prevent him from rampaging. Um, and then certainly there will be, like, a, a, a final battle at the end. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it works. It looks It looks interesting. And there's enough, like, unknowns about, like, what the end game of it of it is to uh entice indeed so i'm excited to get this game Same. um definitely definitely after seeing this stuff uh it's gonna be weird i'm excited uh i really want to be in the design meeting where they were like all right so mario's gonna get this big cat bell and well, he already can turn into a cat, but when he gets big, what does he turn into? And someone just like, well, what if we just gave him Super Saiyan hair? Listen, <laughs> if Sonic could do it, we can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now we have Super Saiyan Cat Mario. That's great. 10 out of 10, Nintendo. Yep. I'll take it. You've given us the the thing that saves this year already. <laughs> <laughs> We're popping off early. Um, 
All right. So the other thing that came out uh, this past week was that there was a CES. So Consumer Electronics Show has been happening um, digitally, I assume. And Sony had a trailer there like that showed off a bunch of games, which isn't the big thing here. Um, the big thing was at the end of it, a bunch of games had release windows and some of them have been pushed back or completely taken away. Um, so Ratchet and Clank now does not have launch window next to its 2021. I imagine we've kind of left launch window come February or March. Yeah. So who knows when Ratchet and Clank is coming out this year. Um, Pragmata, the Capcom strand game that has nothing to do with uh oh my god what's his name hideo kojima oh, cool. yeah. look uh, we s- strand type games aren't it, he created a new genre yes. of strand type games and this looks like it'll be the next one yes and it's not coming out till 2023 uh probably 2024 this game will be the new avatar yeah Jeez. Yeah. I think if you're putting a release date that far away, it's also probably not a concrete release date. Yeah. Uh Horizon 2 has a 2021 stamp next to it. Uh what was curious to me is Project Athea is co- that it has a, it has a month actually, January 2022. Hmm. <clears throat> Which, Interesting. If you would have asked me, that would have been further out. Right, because it seemed like the reveal trailer kind of implied that it wasn't really a game yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a concept. Well, well I guess, guess what? Uh, yeah, we'll I see. guess it is a game. Guess yeah, I guess. <laughs> coming out sooner than you expected. Good for them, hopefully. So previously, we didn't have months for these two games, but Ghostwire Tokyo and Stray, the, the cat game, uh, are coming in October this year. Hmm. And Ghostwire Tokyo is a timed exclusive. For... I wonder if that cat can turn into a Super Saiyan. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think so. But <laughs> I think anything's God. possible. Anything's possible. Oh, man. Uh, let's keep on the roll with some Sony news. Um, Square Enix has trademarked two titles... And the Shinra logo. Um, the the two titles are First Soldier and Ever Crisis. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> and oh boy. Does this mean we're getting the origins of a Sephiroth game? Or I don't I don't really know. I Or are we getting like the first soldier ever? Like but that mm. is Sephiroth. That's that Sephiroth. Sephiroth. Oh, I'm being dumb. <laughs> Forgive me. It's we- so this is weird because, like, Ever Crisis, the like the Crisis. If okay, first of all, if there's almost zero chance that these are not, there's zero chance that these aren't related to Final Fantasy. So assuming they are. The crisis they are speaking of is, um, I don't really know what the crisis itself is, but it 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 is the events of Crisis Core, which is the uh, the Final Fantasy VII prequel starring Zack that was released on the PSP. Love it. Um, 
an ever crisis uh, you wonder what that would mean but it that game does have the origin of Sephiroth in it um, so I don't know like what a certainly that was a PSP game and it may be worth telling Sephiroth's story a different way on modern consoles I I don't exactly think that these are games because I think all that stuff is going to be included like it's all going to be folded into the Final Fantasy 7 remake unknown elegy um yeah so I I wonder what these will be maybe they're just going to be like merchandising stuff do, do you think they'll be like the movies so like Final Fantasy 15 had like two mm, I think two movies attached to it yeah um like that's it that had one be... and then a series of animated like anime shorts yeah. for each of the party members. Sure, it could it could be something like that. Yeah. But like a movie about Sephiroth would be Yeah. I'd be so dumb. okay. This there is this thing that I saw. I couldn't find where it was that I saw this, but there's this weird thing with the um what is the the overall like the the something the, the extended project. What is the name of that thing? Compilation Final of Fan- Final yeah, Fantasy VII. The Final Fantasy VII <laughs> compilation. So there is this weird like naming trend. So you have Advent Children, AC. You have Before Crisis, BC. You have Crisis Core, which is CC. You have... Um, Dirge of Cerberus. Dirge of Cerberus, DC. DC. And now Ever Crisis, which is EC. I don't know what that means, I think it uh, means we're finally if getting it was a sequel to Dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe this is a plan, but I, uh, I can't imagine like how they would release that game. It's just, just like out of nowhere. It's like, oh, hey, here's a sequel to the sequel. <laughs> uh, here's a sequel to this game that like no one played except for David. I like, own it. Haven't played it yet, though. <laughs> well, it doesn't necessarily have to be a direct sequel to Dirge of Cerberus, but like it would just be a game that takes place after Dirge of Cerberus, I Listen, guess. There is a secret ending to that game that has not been oh, followed up on yet. It's true. And I uh, think the seven remake thing, whatever is going on, may end up leading to these things somehow. Look, let's let's <laughs> talk about Genesis. Yes, um, so I can't wait oh for no. Oh no. Genesis Crisis. I don't know if we have time. So we have Ever this. Crisis coming up, then Final Crisis, then Genesis Crisis. I, I think Final <laughs> Crisis is probably copyrighted by someone else. Don't worry about it. DC won't bother Square Enix. <laughs> I, I don't know if we have time to talk about this. This may uh, be... Under the Nomura statutes, where I have to stop the conversation, we reach this point almost every month at some point. At least once. Where I think we have to draw the line because the listener at home, we love you. We could talk about this all day. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we should dig into Genesis stuff. Yeah, it's I I I said it mostly in jest because okay, okay. there's no way that we could actually talk. About it. Interesting thing about Genesis though is that he <laughs> was based off 
Like he was modeled after a real life like Japanese pop star. Yeah, no, right. I wouldn't say this is based off of. This is like literally. Yeah, like this a dude. direct physical model off of this guy called Gact. Yes. Um, and apparently, maybe even his voice in Japanese too. Don't quote so, me on that though. Apparently, like it, it's probably unlikely that because of that likeness that Genesis shows up again because of like whatever the the contract that they had and the way that it ended was apparently not uh favorable um so it it seems like that's an uphill battle hoping that he will show up but i i really want him to man i don't know how it would work disfigure <laughs> his face that's how you it do would it because then his likeness something. is no longer gacked i can't imagine they put him in the game because i don't think it would make any sense uh, <laughs> but let's just leave that there on the table and assuming if if our listeners know anything about Genesis, then they can kind of extrapolate what we're talking about because <laughs> um, uh, it's it's a bit too much. Yes, as with all of that stuff. Um, so man, all right, let's move on to some other weird stuff. So this week there was this. Announcement, I believe, on Monday that Lucasfilm Games is coming back. Not Lucas Games, Lucasfilm. Not LucasArts. Uh, Lucasfilm Games is coming back. Which is interesting um, if you follow anything about Disney because they seemingly for the last... Now, this isn't directly Disney. This is still under Lucasfilm. But Disney seemingly has been petrified of moving forward with trying to get more video games out there. Um, besides, like, the big deal with EA and Star Wars. So, this was a pretty big announcement. Um, and then Tuesday was an even weirder announcement that was out of the blue just posted on Twitter machine games tweeted a video of this like teaser where a man is like overlooking his desk and stuff. And there's a bunch of weird occult stuff and maps, photos, photos, and then a hat. And then you lift, he lifts the hat and there's the bullwhip and it's, they're going to make an Indiana Jones game. Which, I want to note that this podcast, we talked about wanting, an, or I talked about wanting an Indiana Jones game like four months ago. Yeah. To which everyone replied to me in, on this pod, <laughs> you've got Uncharted, and now I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm getting my Indiana Jones game. <laughs> uh, I'm happy. Maybe they listen, maybe the people at Machine Games listen to this and like, you know what? Yes. That David guy's on to something. He's on to something. This is yeah, this is a crazy announcement and just sort of out of nowhere. Uh and and also crucially with no actual details about what the game is. Oh yeah. Um, just on a Tuesday. Except except for that uh Todd Howard is the is executive producing. Um Yep. So uh yeah, I, it's this is cool and who knows whenever well, who knows when the heck we'll see it. Or what the game will actually be. Yeah. Right. But it's it's definitely fun to think about. So that to to keep on going with the train of thinking of things, trust me, we'll get to that part of the conversation. 
today a big announcement. Ubisoft Massive announced that they are making a Star Wars open world game. Ubisoft Massive, of course, is the studio that made Division 1 and Division 2. Um, so that is interesting because that means Star Wars come 2023 will not be EA exclusive. Yep. Um, so, which is like really big. I mean, which is really big, but this also begs to, to bring to the imagination, what sort of star Wars video games will we get now? Uh, everything well, we we're definitely imagine. getting, we're definitely getting an open world star Wars games developed by Ubisoft massive. That's true. Yep. We're definitely getting that. No other details. Cause I'm sure that they're still hammering that out. Because the game, I don't think it can come out until after the exclusivity deal. All right, all right, yeah. all right. So, okay. Let's just think about this. I'm just going to say this, okay? So, Division Games, the kind of third-person cover-based open-world shooter. What if Dark Forces? <laughs> I mean... But so the you were the, you're the thinking, division, but dark forces. You're thinking dark forces. I'm thinking the Republic Commando sequel yeah. we never got. I ooh Imperial Commando. I feel like that would be a terrible open world game. I saw. Well, I, I like saw the whole thing about that was the kind of tight squad based gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really translate with if it doesn't really it becomes a different thing if you are putting it in. The, con- the the sp- the open space. Here's who you get for a new commando game, Bungie. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> they got gunplay down on lock. Um, but I did see something. Um, or not. Like, well, if it's going to be someone... divisions, it's in that engine. Yeah. So I'm thinking, so what works for that? I saw someone expressing that they think it'd be cool if they got like a bounty hunter or like a Mandalorian game somehow out of this studio. That's what everyone wants. Yeah, it's open world. Bounty hunting is the easiest way to go about open world stuff in Star Wars, I'd say. I want Dark Forces. I think that would work perfectly. I mean, I think you might get it. It's possible. (laughs) Um, Just knocked my computer and it made a really loud noise, so... That'll be fun. Um, Imran Khan today tweeted the, the words that I think everyone should be screaming out loud. And that's a Star Wars Musou game. <laughs> get, oh, baby. Yo. Get in contact with... I I don't know who makes Koei, the Musou. I think it's Koei, Koei Tecmo. Koei Tecmo. And make... Whether it has to be... Gosh. It probably has to be Clone Wars That's era fine. Because it's droids. Yeah. That's easy. Um, they were mass produced. They were mass it produced. Works. They're there to die. Yeah. And Jeez. just let me go, go ham. crazy, you know? As, oh, man. Oh, gosh. Man. Let me play as Quinlan Voss. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, now the the gates are open. Yeah. L- so here we are. Literally, our wildest Star Wars games, like our wildest dreams can come true, theoretically. So, Seth, what would probably work for uh, Republic Commando would be a Star Wars XCOM style game. Yes, I was literally thinking that as you were as you were speaking it. I was like, yeah, that's that's what it would be. 
Which I would play that. 10 out yeah, of 10. Yeah, that'd be neat. Uh, what if... <laughs> I'm not on board so for it's, that. It's been a long time since I have played any game like this, but what if they brought back the old... Uh, that Star Wars RTS game. Yes. Ooh. Uh, I cannot remember the name of it, but I played the heck out of it all the time. I had it. I still have it. It's in my Steam library. Um, but, yeah, those games were good. I'm expecting so. that we actually get a High Republic game out of this. Oh, yeah. High Republic is... It's that new hotness. It's the new hotness. Yeah, I mean, they made a big deal about revealing, oh, this is our new thing. So, yeah, it'll probably they'll probably get something... <clears throat> Give me a um, new pod racer. Honestly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 10 out of 10. New pod racing game. We've talked about what we want from Star Wars video games on the show, but this, it reignites the imagination it does. because now the floodgates are open. I, I love when um, instances like this happen yeah. where all bets are off. You can go anywhere, do anything. We're getting an Indiana Jones game. Secret the the Monkey Secret Island Monkey games Island. could come back, maybe. Ooh. I don't know if they have That'd the rights. It's to been about still. ten years, I think, uh, since the last. What else thing? has Lucasfilm got? They got Indiana Jones and Star Wars. <laughs> Listen, that's the two big things. Uh, I'm blanking. I, yeah. <laughs> oh well. Know. What's that? Um. Oh, what was that dumb movie? I can't. Uh, I can't think of anything. Uh, American <laughs> Graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> just <What? laughs> oh jeez. well uh american graffiti was definitely one of them labyrinth oh. that is a lucasfilm property it is i thought that was wow, um, that the jim a, henson company nope, it's a lucasfilm property wow okay uh, okay howard the duck <laughs> yo yeah that wow happened. that would be sick oh uh, <laughs> Red Tails. We'll do a Red, Red Tails game. All right, well, you know. There we go. Strange Magic. Ooh, uh, there will be there might be a Willow video game. They're they're doing a Willow sequel show on Disney Plus, so who knows. All right, let's talk about other things. Star Wars baby, Indiana Jones baby. Uh you know, I'm excited. So, Hogwarts Legacy was delayed to 2022. Mm. Uh, that's going to be one of many games those announced for this year being delayed to next year, I'm sure. So uh, hopefully they continue to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling and maybe include representation in that game that would not make her happy. Yeah, uh, That would make me feel better about playing that game. Um, uh, yeah. So, let's talk about the the final topic that I have here is it's it's the year, so we've got two big anniversaries this year for Nintendo, I think. Um it's the 25th anniversary for Pokémon and I believe it's the 35th anniversary for Zelda. Yes. <clears throat> and of course, Mario's 35th. So, that was three. That was last year. That was last year. Yeah, but they're still doing stuff. Well, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's their fault, not mine. Um, <laughs> you know what? You're right. That's that's it's not my fault that they're throwing their main uh, Look, mascot until a late birthday. Until th- March, it's still his birthday. I feel yes, like March it. when and Nintendo then, ceases to exist. And then he dies. Exist. When when oh, no, they're just gonna kill Mario. 
So I think it also may be oh never mind. Wait. So as far as we never know, mind. all that it's also, Pokemon I'm is pretty sure playing. it's also a Metroid uh uh anniversary. I was oh. thinking Mega Man. That's not Yeah, but that's not that's not Nintendo. I know, but just like classic but that's classic not. things, you know. Um so as far as we know, all that all that they have planned for Pokemon's big anniversary this year is this nice video they put together of this Rube Goldberg machine and a Katy Perry song that's coming. That's okay, it. So, so I, I don't know if it's fair to say this is all that they have planned because Nintendo, well, uh, <laughs> the Pokemon company, they also like when they had their 20th anniversary stuff, like they had stuff all year. So Pokemon Company operates in a different way than Nintendo, oh. and I'm sure they have a lot of stuff that they that they have planned. I was I was meaning I was hoping my sarcasm came out. I was just I was like, this is as far as we know all they have planned. Oh. Well, and I guess maybe that Pokemon to Snap too, but yeah, <sighs> yeah. So this is this cool little video, and it, it's up, and it's got a lot of. Um, callbacks to different the different eras of the video game, and then yeah, at the end is a teaser that po- that Katy Perry is going to have a Pokemon song. So that's kind of cool. Uh, it's really weird. That's really throw, like, cool. They throw one line of the song in at the very end of the video. So yeah, Pokemon twenty five. I'm sure they have a lot uh, planned. Probably a new game. Um, Theoretically, yeah. I can't imagine they wouldn't have one. Oh, yeah. Also, David, this is Donkey Kong's 40th anniversary. Ooh. Ooh. Along, along with Metroid's 35th. But Very I guarantee nice. you they're not doing anything for either of those. No. Yeah, that's... <sighs> and I mean, you can, only ce- you can only really celebrate so many anniversaries. I think it's un- it's kind of unfair to Donkey Kong that you wouldn't celebrate him because it's like he's the original video game character yeah. for Nintendo, um, but they don't really care about him. Plus, but maybe I'm so... wrong, and we'll get an HD remake of Donkey Kong sixty four. <laughs> oh man! What about That's... Donkey Konga? <laughs> high hopes. That's high hopes. <laughs> um, maybe they'll finally release the. Canceled Donkey Kong Racing. Oh, yeah, give me another Diddy Kong Racing. I mean, that's I'm always Donkey saying Kong. That. I know, but it would be in the same vein, I'm sure. Um, Donkey Kong wasn't even in that game. Yeah, because it was Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, he wasn't in that game. You're right. Hmm. It would hmm. be like spitting in Donkey Kong's face. Let's see. For Zelda, who knows what they're going to do. We won't know anything until March. Yeah, Yeah, that's for sure. Because that's when Mario will die and Nintendo will... uh, Someone will ascend, like, will will consume his powers. Yeah. White smoke will come out of, like, the third floors of the Nintendo building. Of the mushroom... The of Peach's Castle, yeah, yeah, like the like a like a new pope has been chosen, yeah. but it's for Nintendo, <laughs> and this is our new Mario. <laughs> this is our new Mario, uh, and then it's just Wario. <laughs> yeah, 
But he's uh, wearing an M cap now. Yeah. All Mario games will now star Wario. <laughs> they go I'm... back and put Wario in Odyssey. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Kind of like he, the... he, he's neither as fast nor nor can he jump as high. Hamstrung <laughs> <laughs> in every way possible. Yeah. <laughs> Does he get his motorcycle at least? N- nope. Dang. <laughs> but he can he can eat enemies. Yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is so, so, so just stupid. Idea. I love it. Um, man. <sighs> and he he also doesn't have Cappy. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He just throws his hat at enemies, but it just bounces off and this does is, nothing. This is the master mode of Zelda, but yeah. for Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, you gotta be real creative. Gosh, but I would, can eat him. I would love if Mario had like a Master Quest system where you play through it like backwards or whatever is Wario. That'd be genius. Ugh, it'd be so hard. So, alright, was there... Uh, Besides all that nonsense, did I miss anything that y'all wanted to talk about? I've got nothing on the brain. All right. I don't believe so. There was one thing that I meant to bring up when we were talking about games we played. Then uh, this is sort of, this was news to me. So the Series X, you can, you can like, using the Xbox app on your phone, you can stream games and play on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Which I still not had luck with. And the controllers that come with the series x are also bluetooth compatible so in theory you can connect the xbox one x controller to an iphone play xbox games on it except the iphone currently does not actually have compatibility with the controller like you could connect it but you cannot use it on anything oh it was really funny finding that out when i was trying to play it i was like well why doesn't this work my game recognize my iPhone recognizes this specific controller, but it doesn't actually let me use it on anything. Now, in true Seth fashion, it may recognize your PS4 controller. That's true. Mm. So, might want to give that a shot. Mm. Yeah, my I also learned that my phone is kind of too small to play uh, Xbox games on. <laughs> you do have the small iPhone. <laughs> yeah, it's great in my hand. But it's really hard to read a video game text on it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I do have one thing. Bug Snacks is no longer free for PS Plus. Uh, mm. It's $25. It does suck uh. to suck. I, I've i really... Uh, I'm devastated, yeah. honestly. Yeah, sucks to suck. Well, you know. Just my luck. All right. With that, we appreciate you listening. Thank you for listening and sticking through this very long episode. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed the nonsense and you share this with your friends and rate us on all the podcasting apps. And with that, we will talk at you next week. Goodbye. Bye. See you.